Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Good Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific, streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Come on, baby. Look, I'm excited today, and it ain't really got much to do with their on the, drop, on the clock draft series, which, by the way, We've got my guy Fusta King coming on at the top of the hour to talk about tight ends. It's a very hot button topic, really here in Dallas. So we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll see. We'll rank the top tight ends in this class. See where the Cowboys should take one. Uh, a lot of the guys that Foots is going to talk about today. I like them, man. I like this class. I like what Dallas can do. Coming away out of it, you know, coming out of this draft with the guys. So we'll get into all of that. Plus. The Cowboys land another top prospect in the 30-day visit list. Now, here's why I'm excited, man. It has nothing really to do with me, nothing to do with today's show. I woke up this morning. I saw a uh, notification that Law Nation was live. I'm like, what the hell is Law? What is he doing? He's never live this early. But I saw it was a countdown to his 100,000 subscribers that he hit not too long ago, y'all. Shout out to my guy, Law Nation, to the big homie, to the pioneer, the pop father of this Dallas Cowboys YouTube community. I want to give him his flowers live here in direct. I saw we we had a really weirdo in the chat that said somebody's trying to be like, like, uh, like Vach or what have you. I don't know if you're talking about me or whatnot, but let me tell you what a lot of people are trying to be like, and that's Law Nation. <laughs> Law Nation is... Honestly, man, he, he he is the standard, I think, of Dallas Cowboys YouTube community. He's been doing this for, I, I don't know, now eight years or what have you. And we all, at one point in time, everybody that you see, the roundtable and, and those outside the roundtable have reached out to law for advice and not just YouTube advice, but life advice and business advice and, and where to go, you know, in this in this arena, in this industry, because it is an industry now. And to see Law Nation be... You know, if I'm not mistaken, the first of our community to hit 100,000. I know there's another Cowboys centric YouTube page, but of our community to hit 100,000 subscribers, it is it is it is it is 100 percent deserved. And congratulations to my guy, Law Nation, man. One more time, brother. We love you and uh, continue to do the great work that you do for this Cowboys community. And, and I can't do the law, the law voice, but. You're listening to nothing but the best. I mean, come on, man. Hall of Fame. If we had a, a a wall, a Hall of Fame, or a Ring of Honor, he'd be in it, man. So shout out to Law Nation and shout out to the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Appreciate y'all for being here this morning, man. Uh, like I said at the top, we will be talking about tight ends today. We got uh, my brother Foots coming through in about 10 minutes. We'll see if we can get Foots up in here. 
And we're going to talk tight ends. We got a lot of guys. Got about seven or eight names we'll get to. And uh, we got some film and all that good stuff. So make sure y'all stick around. We'll get to every single last one of the tight ends that y'all that y'all like at the top. There's, there'll be some that we're not going to hit on because this, this is a pretty deep class. So we're not going to get to all 20 of the tight ends. But um, we'll get to a lot of the ones that you guys have been hearing about and uh, what makes them a fit for the league and possibly a fit for the Cowboys, man. All right. Let's get into this roundup. Not a lot of news, but the news that did drop yesterday I thought was interesting. So let's do it. It's time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. So I see the Cowboys brought in another wide receiver prospect. That makes, if I'm not mistaken here, seven wide receivers brought in in the top 30 or in the 30 visits. The latest being Jackson Smith and Jigba. Widely considered a top one or two prospect at the position in this draft. Uh, predominantly a, a slot guy, but the league is moving forward to where you kind of got to look at slot as a starter now, right? You, you can't just look at it like you did maybe 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, teams are, are routinely bringing out three wide receivers. So I'm not going to knock a guy for, for being a predominantly slot guy uh, anymore. I mean, I guess you could have done that a while ago. I don't think you could do that anymore. I think the slot guy is important. Nonetheless, Cowboys bringing him in. I think this is more about doing due diligence. I don't think that he's going to be there at 26. Now, I know we say that a lot about a lot of prospects every year. But we talked about this on Vacha's show yesterday. Jim Nagy dropped a tweet and he said, you know, he's talked to some people and they believe that Jackson Smith and Jigba is the you know, only round one graded wide receiver. Not necessarily meaning he's the only wide receiver that will get drafted in round one, but he's the only round one graded guy. So if that's the case, the odds of him falling into 26 where you start to grab guys that are round two graded guys seem pretty slim. So I don't think he'll fall there, but they're doing their due diligence. And if you look at a lot of guys they brought in, the Zay Flowers, the Quentin Johnsons, the Tank Dells, the Josh Downs, they range from anywhere like Jackson Smith, the top guys, to Josh Downs, who may be a day two guy, right? So the Cowboys are doing their due diligence at this position. And I wonder, just wonder if this, I brought this up last week. This is them not trying to fall into being complacent at the wide receiver position and get caught with their pants down like they did last year. Last year, maybe the word is not complacent. Maybe the word is arrogant <laughs> because they they felt that they can go in with, with the roster that they won in with uh, at camp in, in, in week one and was like, hey, yeah, we're good. We got Dak Prescott. He'll turn Dennis Houston and Jalen Tobert into guys. And I just think, you know, going out and trading for a Brandon Cooks, keeping a, a, a Michael Gallup, still showing interest to top prospects, to me shows that they're not trying to be complacent. They're not trying to get caught 
again. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not. Now, would wide receiver be a pick for me at 26? That That's not at the top of my list. It's not at the top of my totem pole, right? Like, Or, or I guess the bottom. If you look at totem poles, I think the bottom. But it, it's not high at the top of my list of needs. However, it is one of the positions that one of the many players that if they took at 26, Jackson Smith or whomever it may be, look, I, look if they have that guy rated high, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I personally think that they're pretty set over the next two years to to not have to take a guy in round one. But hey, man, if they got a plan for this man, for this player, if, if they look like a, he could be a guy to move on from a Michael Gallup after this season, if he doesn't really pan out with the injury or whatnot, then so be it. But they put themselves into a position where they don't have to feel you know, frantic-y and, and, and panic at the position like they should have felt last year, if we're being honest, <laughs> but they didn't go that route. So it is what it is. So there it is, man. Jackson Smith and Jigba added to the 30 list, and that makes what we got now. Seven, seven wide receivers on that top 30 list. Let me see if I could bring up this list real quick. Let's boom. Wow. Uh, let me see here. So, yep, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jalen Hyatt, Jonathan Mingo, Tank Dell. I'm missing one more. There was there was, was another cat from uh, more of a day three guy. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba. If I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys are almost at their capacity for 30 visits. So they got 29 slots. I believe there's one left. And we kind of went over this list last week. And took a wave. We talked about the receivers. You know, there was five at the time. Now there's seven. And and we, we found it very interesting. So we look at these names real quick. Just want to ask y'all. I'm trying to make it a bit tougher on y'all. Which of these wide receivers would you consider the biggest bang for your buck? So basically, I'm taking into account value right because there's probably a lot of us who don't really need to look at receiver we don't see the need to look at receiver in round one if they took a guy you'd be like all right they couldn't pass up on a guy they believed it was top it's talent it is what it is but you probably will look at that and say the value isn't there so which of zay quentin jalen mingo tank dell and jigba would you consider the best bang for your buck the best value if you can get them at Whatever slot, you know, second round, third round, first round. Who would you consider the best value? Uh, if QJ falls, nab him, we need a big X. Jay says Zay and QJ, that's it. So so those these guys, you know, Zay and QJ, we're talking about likely day one, early day two type. Try to make it a little bit more difficult by using the term value now i'm talking about the guys on the 30 list not not the guys that aren't obviously the cowboys can take a guy that is not on the 30 list jay money so yes i, I think i agree if, if jsn is there at 26 that probably is your best value but and there you go jonathan i think mingo would be great value too uh on day you know late day two i think that'd be great value 
Right there, starter kit says Mingo in the third or fourth round. Tank in the third says Klebo. Yeah, I think I think Mingo because Mingo's not going in the first round. So Mingo after the first round would, would probably be the best value here. Zay Quentin and J Jalen might go second. Zay Quentin, Jalen, and JSN are all first round type of guys, maybe second round. But I feel like you can get Mingo in the third, fourth round. I think that would be your best bang for your buck. I think that'd be your best bang for you. I feel like Zay, Quentin, and Jalen, if you took him in the second, would be a push. It's not bad value. It's not the greatest value. I think that's that's good value. It's, it's, it's about right. But but if you get like a Jonathan Mingo in the third or fourth round, I think that'd be great value. Tank Dell, third round, I think would be good value too. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I don't know that I would say, and this is funny because I, I like Zay, you know I me, mean? I love Zay Flowers. I love Quentin Johnson. I don't know if I, that's why I wanted to word it the way I worded it. I don't know if I'd say at 26, that's the best value given the current state of the Cowboys and where you take them. If they took them there, I, I don't think you're getting bad value. Not at all. But if you can get them at 58, maybe now we're talking about that possibly being better value than a, than, than a Jonathan Mingo. But those guys aren't falling past that, I don't think. Uh, crazier things have happened. We've seen uh, the old Miss, both old Miss receivers go in the second day to draft. Just kept falling and falling. Talking about A.J. Brown and uh, Megatron 2.0 over there in Seattle. Got drafted later, and that was fantastic value for those guys. So, hey, man, look, if you can get a Zay at 58, I do think that is great value, though. I ain't going to lie to you. ain't going to lie to you. So, so JSN wasn't a top 30. He was a late, okay, late Dallas day visit. Okay, so JSN not top 30, but Dallas day. So, I wonder if, how that works. You know, Dallas day is, figure is a day. But they probably were able to squeeze in an exception for JSN because he is from the area. So, if he's from the area, they can bring him in. So, um, I, don't, I don't know the days and how that works. If you can kind of stretch Dallas day to Dallas week. And bring guys in. So, nonetheless, JSN is a part of visiting with the Cowboys. We'll just say that. We won't say 30-day visit. We'll say visiting and meeting with the Cowboys. Maybe in the same way that Tank Dell worked out with the Cowboys. Or Josh Jones, I'm sorry. Worked out, met with the Cowboys, et cetera, et cetera. So, there we go. All right, let's get into these tight ends, though. We're going to change the conversation and talk about some of these other pass catchers. And blockers, because we never really talk about the blocking aspect too much, except for like one guy. But we talked about this briefly yesterday. We saw how Ferguson was asked to, to do a lot of blocking last year when Dalton Schultz was out. So I think the Cowboys are still going to ask their tight end to do that. But nonetheless, this is more, more about reviewing this class. First, from a non-Cowboys lens, and then we'll bring it into a Cowboys lens. And of course, to do that, it's only right to bring in my good brother, Foots, the, the king. What's good, fam? Hey, how you doing, Sky? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I feel good. Listen, the energy is high because guess how close we are? Like, this is crazy. It's we, crazy. We're on home stretch. Yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy, man. I was looking, I think it was Sunday. What's the day? Tuesday. Uh, I looked up at the screen, and it said 17 days away. I said, no way, man. Yeah. I, I feel like the season just ended, and we were just complaining about, ah, oh, man, we got a long way to the draft. 
Less than three weeks away, fam. Unbelievable. Less than three weeks away, and this is Lions season, Scott. So this is, um, you know, reports. Um, you, you now hear things that, and what some of that may be true about the Cardinals willing to shop their pick. Um, yep, I did hear, hear that yesterday. About, yep, they were, got calls from about three things. Well, that, that may be true if you're trying to get in and get a quarterback. I'm, I want all these quarterbacks to go high, keep pushing good players down the board. Um, so in that vein, it's very interesting, right? But, you know, to me, Sky, this is the season where what I'm doing is now going back over players that I watched early on in the process to okay. make sure that I didn't have them wrong or that, like, and we'll actually talk about this with this tight end class because there was a craze around the combine around a, a player but then I had to go back and watch film, Sky, and say, hey, trust the film. Trust what you like. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this group. Yeah, we're going to get into to this into this entire group. You, you listed, I believe, seven names. Um, but before we do that, before we get into the prospects, yeah. Foots, give me your, your overall thoughts on the Cowboys' tight end position, you know, in, in a rookie review with uh, Hendershot and Ferguson. And obviously, Sean McEwen is still in the roster, but What's kind of your thoughts on the current state of the Cowboys tight end position? I'll put it to you like this. You could not draft a tight end, and I would sleep like a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there are fans who don't want to hear that, but I do think that the way that Fergie – I mean, listen, you heard Kelsey mention Fergie by name. Yeah. And these guys know who are those dudes, right? Like, if you're in the league, that brotherhood, they know who are those guys. So – Ferguson is going to get better. His lineage, where he came from, where he played uh, college football at, he's just a hard worker. And then the same with Hendershot. I mean, they actually offset each other so perfectly. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you could. Yeah, and you could say, oh, maybe you may want more of an inline, powerful guy. But you know, for me, and I hate to just be the bearer of bad news for you know some of you guys listening out there. I'm not valuing the tight end position as high as others. Number one, and we'll get to this guy, but number one, I just don't think most OCs don't have a true plan for a tight end. So we got to remember, everybody isn't Andy Reid, right? Everybody isn't these, these, these play callers and designers who know how to get their tight ends involved. And if these guys can't play in line a certain way, then you know, what am I am I willing to risk giving up, you know, a high pick or high draft capital for a guy who it may not be better than what I have. So to rookie review, I know that was a long way to answer, but no, rookie good. review guy, I think both of those guys are great. Like Henderson had a few moments where I think he had brain farts, but the ability's there. Like this isn't a Rico Gathers um shot Situation. in the dark. Like, yeah. The ability with Henderson yeah, the ability with Henderson is there. So that's just me. Do you do you believe Ferguson can can be a tight end one for the Cowboys during the duration of his his rookie contract? Without question. Yeah. Without question. With, without question. Without yeah. question. I said this yesterday, man, and I'm gonna keep bringing it up because you know we're gonna get to to one of my favorite pros one of my favorite prospects for the tight ends, the blocking aspect of it. But you know, you go back and you watch him talking about Jake Ferguson. And look, he, he did a lot of athletic things from a pass catching standpoint. He made some acrobatic catches, some acrobatic moves. I think he gets, I don't know why he gets knocked as if he, he's, he's not an athlete. Uh, but I wanted to see the dirty work, the grunge work, 
that he did in the trenches as a blocker. And one of the things I said about him in the preseason was that, you know, that linebacker mentality, I think you can see it. You can see it in his blocking. And I don't know, man. I, I don't feel – I just don't feel the need. I just don't feel the need at the position. I feel like at some some point mid, mid-draft, mid later in the draft, I think you can find some value. I think you got your guy in Ferguson. Um, I think Hendershot's a good move guy. I think you could you could potentially upgrade at tight end too because, you know, Hendershot's going to be a move guy, split out wide guy, backfield, do some downfield things for you. Um, but I really like the future of these two young cats. If they decide to go early in this draft, that means that that guy has to be a feature, right? I don't think you can take any of these tight, tight ends early and they're not a feature part of the offense. That's, and you know, that's the question right there, Sky. And what we have to find, what we have to ask ourselves is this. My thinking of a tight end, right, is somebody who can play in line and you forget about him and then that's where he pops you. I don't want to get into this mindset of, oh, we got to draft an Evan Ingram or, and, you know, there's a guy on this list, Dalton Kincaid, you know, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't watched. Yes, he is an amazing pass-catching threat. But if I have CeeDee Lamb, how much am I really going to feature him? If I have Brandon Cooks, how much just something, you know what I mean, Scott? Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense in that, in that way to use that type of draft capital. Now, obviously, it's been an interesting conversation around, Cowboys, you know, Twitter and media. But I think, Sky, you do the best job of kind of, well, slow down, guys. Because, you know, when I come up, I'll come off as, guys, like, we got to be realistic. Kincaid, uh, Darnell Washington is not happening. But hopefully today we can really give the fans really um, concrete reasons as to why. Like, I'm not throwing the ball to any of these guys year one when I have C.D. Lamb entering his prime and a Brandon Cooks who's still in his prime. That just doesn't make sense offensively, theoretically, right? If you have a guy who can get forgotten about, like uh, Fergie, and can leak and do those yeah. things over the middle, it, then it makes sense. But going out and saying, I'm going to make this guy a feature part of my offense, makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And, and I think where it makes the most sense is to look later in the draft. And later what I mean is maybe after day, uh, after the first or second round, and there, there's guys, man. There's a handful of dudes. And one guy that, that I, I really like is another Big Ten guy in, in Luke uh, Schumacher. Like, I, I just think he can come in right now and help you as a tight end three blocking type guy as he develops, right, as a, a pass catcher. So he can do special teams things. He can stick his nose in there as a blocker and continue to develop as a pass catcher. But what do you see on film when it comes to Schumacher that you like? Oh, man, just natural size. You, you hit it on the head with him. Look at Michigan's run game. Like, look how they were able to beat Ohio State up up front. Schumacher had a lot to do with that. If you go back and watch that game, you watch him play in line. You watch him play as like an H and as an inline tight end. He's punching guys. He's getting physical. So, you know, to me, he's one of those guys that we're talking about that can get lost, and he has some of that sneaky athleticism because – yeah, he moves the, well. He moves well, but he's also a really good blocker. But, I mean, the the problem I think that, you know, Harbaugh had last year was he didn't have the true weapons on the edge. And, you know, by, you know, the laws of law, it, it ended up being let's get Schumacher involved, and he ended up really having a really good season. Um, so he's a guy, you know, that I look at and say, hey, you know, he ended up with three touchdowns. To me, not a lot of drops. To me, he's one of those players that, like you said, 
third round if he's hanging around. If you really are pressed to get a guy, he makes a lot of sense. Yeah, another guy that I'm pretty intrigued about, I'm going to use that word, intrigued about is Sam Laporta. He just has this very sneaky wiggle, man. And and I'm not trying to call this guy a, a, a George Kittle, but when George Kittle was at Iowa when he was coming out, he was also another guy who had sneaky wiggle. Mind y'all, George Kittle wasn't no first-round pick. So, you know, he was a third-round or fourth-round guy somewhere around there. And, Neither was Kelsey. And, Neither was Kelsey. Right, exactly. So, so Laporta, I mean, he's got his warts or whatnot, but I think from a, a yak standpoint, he, he offers a lot there. And I love how he has kind of tempo in his routes. But when you watched him on film, what did you like about Laporta? What do you think he can improve? Hey, Scott, you might as well just take my job, dude. Like, your eyes getting very crazy. <laughs> He's not a typical Iowa tight end, which is strange, right? Yeah. Like, when you think of Iowa players, you think of guys that are bigger build, want to bully you. Nah, like, he's a little different. Now, the drops kind of scare me. He yeah, had six yeah. drops last year. That's just way too many. Um, and then that it's really highlighted because Iowa's passing game is – that's another reason why Charlie Jones transferred. Iowa receiver now he was went to Purdue and he got his 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 game up and he you know he's draftable so, but to me Sky with with Laporta he moved he he's like he's more like of a pass catching threat didn't really have the pass catching numbers of like a Kincaid yeah. but he's more of a pass catching threat and he just like you said the hips are really good like there are mm-hmm. a few players on this going to talk about later on that I'm like I don't know about it as a route runner the hips wise but like when he's running like wide stick those of you guys who you know Jason Witten fan wide stick just go find that area and sit down he's great at that he's great at finding grass um and so I like the Porter but again how much I know we're not talking about this in a in a Cowboys context but to me, Laporta, I would like him more as like a true like H back, not like an inline yeah. blocking tight end. You yeah. know what I mean, Scott? Oh, there's a, there's another highly touted tight end I feel the same way about. But with Laporta, again, yeah, if we take this as a Cowboys lens, I think you have that in Hendershot, right? Where a guy you're going to split you go. out wide, a guy who's going to do more pass catchy things. But just in general, uh, I think I think Laporta. Man, you said it. You said the loose hips. When it comes to route running, the guys on this list, obviously there's the Kincaid. I don't think Laporte is far behind uh, from from a, a route running standpoint. So, I mean, I like this kid a lot. I just don't know if – I think you got kind of a hender shot in Laporte. I mean, you got Laporte in the hender shot, so I don't know if, if that's something to count. Now, look, they ran that little weird three tight end situation last year. If you, if you want to run out a three tight end package where they all spread out, Laporta, Ferguson, the hender mm-hmm. shot, that would be fun. So he has really good short area quickness. God, that's where what you're saying with the foot, the foot quickness and the mm-hmm. things like that. And then, like you said, when they get into those heavy personnel groupings where it's three of them on the field and maybe he's the guy that you forget about, you know, because they, they want to, you know, maybe extend the C-gap a little bit in the run game and play action with it. I get it because he actually does do some cool things after the catch as well. So, but to me, He's not. He has a nice size frame, but he's not like that big target like some of these guys coming down the list that we'll talk about. But I do like Laporta. Like yeah. I think he's a draftable guy. I have him. I have a, a three four on Laporta. 
but that could turn into a two, three, depending on how you want to use it. Yeah, I don't think he's imposing it. And one of the numbers that I saw that is concerning is uh, I think he has to improve in tight areas. Uh, the number was 18. He only uh, hauled in 18 to 44 contested targets. So, you know, he's not he's not a guy that, you you know, you're going to throw to in those tight areas. But from a from a scene busting standpoint, you know, over routes, you know, split them out wide. Yeah, I think it'd be sneaky good for you. Absolutely. Yep. I completely agree, Scott. So this next one, man, I really need you to school me on him. And I'm talking about Tucker Craft. He doesn't mm-hmm. get brought up a bunch. Uh, my ears are wide open <laughs> to to understanding what's up with Tucker Craft because I did a short viewing and this is what I came away with. He he gives me throwback mm-hmm. tight end vibes. You know, six five, two fifty-four. Got a big physical type of guy, but you don't really hear him with, with the other guys. You hear about Laporta more. I even hear about Schumacher more, but I don't hear Kraft more. So, school me on Tucker Kraft. So this was this one actually was you know my guy Dane Bruder. This is the Dane Bruder special. I was actually texting with him. Well, not the name drop, but we were talking because I was trying to do some work with him, and he he was getting the beast finished. But he was he put me here to him back during the Senior Bowl. Um, time, right, Scott? And so with with Kraft, obviously small school guy, but the traits and the measurables are what you're looking at. Now, when you see that 254, now you're looking at a guy who could possibly reach these DNs. Like, you would never ask, you know, Sam LaPorta to do no. some of that stuff. But you would ask you would ask Tucker Kraft to do that because of the size alone, and he's willing to do it. He's shown it on tape. But then, uh, okay, uh, the best way to describe him for me, Scott, is a poor man's Michael Mayer where he's not quite as good as what mayors can do, but it's the same type of build, the same yeah, the, the same the same type of the arms are super long. The forty wasn't bad. Three touchdowns last year. <clears throat> I just think that playing at South Dakota State, I mean yeah, excuse me, um yeah, South Dakota State, when you when you look at their offense it was kinda like eh, but you could see what he could be in a pro style offense. Um because again the big target, the foot quickness is good. And the size is good. And he's one of those guys where now you're not putting in a package for him to be um, – what, what are we talking about this whole conversation? He's not a package guy to where we have to package him to get him the ball. He's in our offense, and he's a part of the read. He's a part of the progression. He's a part of our play-action stuff because he doesn't have to come off the field because he doesn't give up much as a blocker. Like, as a blocker, he's really good, really physical, and the size makes sense. Like, I'll be honest with you. I would take him and, you know, chat box, you guys chime in. He's probably like my second best blocker on this list behind um, uh, somebody that we'll get to later. So I, I really <laughs> like Tucker Craft. <laughs> I really like Tucker Craft, um, you know, former basketball player. Um, again, the hips aren't too, too bad. So I really like Tucker Craft. It's, it's funny that it, you're, you're trying to hold off on the blocking aspect. Let's just jump straight into it, man. <laughs> Let's just jump straight into it, because because the one the one tight end that that gets a lot of love for the blocking aspect is is obviously the behemoth that is one Darnell Washington, uh you know the the six seven athletic freak two sixty four we we all understand he's, he's highly touted as a as a blocker, uh not a ton of production right. a, as a receiver but but there's the upside there to, to do so, so I got questions for you because this yeah. is your fourth ranked tight end, uh in this year's class right. Where where do you see Washington win early in his career, and where are the areas of improvement 
that you want to see that you you know has has you down on him right now? So everybody fell in love with Washington at the combine, right, Scott? Yeah. And rightfully so, um, because he he put on a show and he looked apart. Like when you walk in the room, you just see a guy who's just like wow. You know what I mean? Now, the, the, the crazy thing is when you watch Georgia's offense, who was the feature tight end in that offense? It was Brock Bowers, um, who's going to be, you know, a perennial. He should be a top 15 pick next year because he can do some things that you say, wow. Um, my problem with Washington, when you cut on the tape, you see a good blocker in space, you don't see a great blocker in line. And you know, Sky, you are a film buff. You know, our whole circle is film buffs. So this may be a knock on myself, but I'm when I when I hear the hype on a guy and I say, now we're talking first round. Okay, Sky, we're not talking second, third round. We're talking first round. I'm saying, hmm, why wasn't said athlete featured the way that Brock Bowers was? Because, I mean, you know, Georgia's national champion. They know what they know. So there's a reason why he wasn't throwing the ball a lot, and there's a reason why he was more of a blocker in space. Like when they wrapped him around, when they did certain things like that, he was great. They used him a lot in screen game. Like go watch Georgia. They will raise up, throw the ball, quick game. He's out. He's more like a, a, a like setting picks almost, guy. But when you asked him to just, you know, move his feet, stay in line, sometimes it was a little clunky. Now, Let's talk about the route running aspect of things. I just gave you a couple guys, like a guy like Laporta, good foot quickness. Well, he ain't no route runner. We know that. There you a Sky. But I don't that think anybody would mistaken mistaken him to be a route runner. He's I called him a tank out there. Uh, but where, where do you it's, see? Because where do you see him winning though? Early in his career. Where do I see him winning? Um, yeah. That's the tricky. That's the tricky part, Sky, because you saw things in Georgia like I, I hate when guys get drafted for a big play. So you see him hurdle the guy, and you say, "Hmm, this is really good." I see him winning kind of in the same fashion as those other guys, but I think those other guys may be kind of like more complete football players. I just think that he's bigger than everybody right now. But in the league, that won't be the case. You see what I'm saying? Um, I think that he could be a good red zone target. Like, just find him in the red zone, yeah. um, in red zone packages. But, like, it, it, it really all depends on, you know, how you want to. And the Georgia tape, I mean, the, the Oregon tape, I know you're showing the Oregon tape. That was really good. But I think it really just kind of, like, all depends on how you want to use him. Because, again, if you're asking him to go out and run routes, big mistake, especially early on because there's some things that need to be cleaned up. But if you're asking him to kind of, you know, it Play sounds like short I'm saying game, red process. zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. And if you and if you want to, you know, because you know the, the 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 thing is, we'll just put forty more pounds on him and make him a tackle. That's what you've heard, right? But it's like, eh, maybe. But you know, he he's really he's really interesting because I don't want to fall in love with the measurables or the combine. You really have to turn on the tape and just ask the why. Like, he can do all these things, but there's also a reason why Bowers is is who Brock Bowers is, too, Scott. So, like, what did you think of him? Because maybe, um, 
not as high as everybody else. Like, we were texting about this last night, Scott, and I was like, I like Washington, but as I watch tape on some of these other guys, like, give me these other athletes over Washington for a few reasons. I think you said it perfectly. What is your What is your plan? If your plan is to have Darnell Washington come in and be your tight end one right away, and you're asking him to, you know, go upfield and, and, and route guys up and, and find the soft spots, you're, you're going to, I think you're going to run into a lot of growing pains. I, I don't think that's his game. And I was going to ask you because he, brought, he was brought in for the Cowboys as a 30 day visit. And we had a question yesterday that, that somebody asked, you know, if Darnell Washington, Downs, Spears, uh, Bigsby, and it was another one, I think, were all on the board at 58, and the Cowboys took Avila or Bijan. Um, who would you take? And I was like, I think with the Cowboys bringing in Washington and him likely being the best player available, they'd take him. And I think he'd come in and be your tight end too in a 12-package, in a and they'd use him more um, like they used to use their tight end twos, not necessarily like Hendershot would have been used with Ferguson. But I think he'd have to come in and be your tight end two, 12 personnel, red zone guy as he's developing mm-hmm. in his pass catching. Because I think he's very early, probably if you look at all these guys, He's probably the least developed as a as a pass catcher. I mean, that's just is what it is. The production, mm-hmm. the guy we'll talk about next, they're they're kind of in line with each other for whatever reason. But from a pass catching standpoint, Washington is still developing there. This is not the same yeah. case though as the Baylor kid that the guy I saw Danny dropped that in the chat. This is not the same case as Rico Gathers. This guy knows how to play football. Rico Gathers didn't know how to play football. So this will be. You're right. Yeah, this will be about does Darnell Washington have it up top to continue to work hard and develop as a pass catcher? Because if so, you can't ignore the physical. You just it's impossible to. If you ignore what he brings physically to the game, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. That's why I think bringing him in was important for the Cowboys. I think they want to know, hey, man, can you handle what it's going to take to be a tight end in the NFL? It's completely different than college. You're going to be asked to do so many different things, and, and we want to know if you're able to handle it. If so, and not just the Cowboys, anybody, the upside is is, is there, man. But I think you have to be patient with his development. You, you have to be patient, and people got to understand. There have been talks about him being drafted in the first round. Like, absolutely not. Now, I would take any of them in the first round. But. I wouldn't either. And me and you, Sky, we need to go draft. We need to go get a team because I'm with you. <laughs> but when people will say Jelani Woods, well, Jelani Woods is drafting the third round. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, like, and you got to understand, Jelani Woods is on a team that doesn't have true weapons on the edge. So, like, a tight end like this would never play for Andy Reid. Um, but that's not to say that he can't be a good tight end. But I, I just want people to understand when you fall in love with tight ends, right, you have to remember, you know, I love Kyle Pitts, but I tweeted this. Kyle Pitts going fourth overall in that draft was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a huge mistake. There's nobody who tell me, yes, he had 1,000 yards year one, year two wasn't as good. It still was a mistake. Like, you, you don't – you have to rank these positions in a certain way, in a certain form or fashion for a reason. I like Darnell Washington. I love the combine. He looked like a freak. But the straight line speed is great. The 40 was outstanding. But if you just look at that and you don't look at the tape, you don't look how he wins, you don't look at the foot quickness, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I really do. All fair points, man. All all fair points. Now, these next two 
are are, are more dynamic in a passing game. But but they come now, with some, they come with some concerns. But there's more, they're way more dynamic in the passing game. Um, and and yeah. the first one is Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, you know, six yeah. six kid. You know, he also has minimal production. I don't know why. I mean, I didn't dig to see the research on why he didn't get a lot of tick or targets this first three years. But then he started to come along those first two games last year before the knee injury. He, he was extremely productive. Before the injury, right? And, and, and then, but you so you could see that on film there was there was things to like about Luke Musgrave, and he's he's been a, been a pretty popular name. What do you like though about Luke? I mean, Musgrave, because there's a couple loops. Yeah, 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 Blue Musgrave. Um, just turn on the Boise State tape. He just knows how to find grass. Um, and for him being 6'6", um, he can run, Scott. Hips are tight. Um, hips are tight at all. Um, he, he knows how to find grass. He knows he, – he has a really good understanding of what the offense is trying to do. Um, you know, there was one play – where he's running the same route, right, Scott? Yep. And so many times you see you see uh, athletes, college level, high school pros, they just become magnets when it comes to running to those linebackers. Let's say a linebacker, let's say a defense is running four two five, and a linebacker he has the seam, he's maybe dropping or whatever. Well, Luke had a play where he literally crossed the linebacker up, gave him a move at the top of his route, and, and didn't break stride. It's things like that that you just can't you can't coach. It's like either you have it or you don't. You just have that feel. Um and I think that Musgrave has that feel. Um uh, I think that he is one of those guys to where if 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 you let's say that you wanted a, a big weapon and let's say in the second round you're wiped out, you could talk me into Musgrave only because like you said, Scott, the production wasn't amazing, but he's one of those players to where you look at the traits he only had one drop last year. Obviously, he didn't play a lot of football, but you look at the traits and you say, nah, we can figure something out with him because how he can move. Yeah. Um, again, the, the whole time you're yeah. talking about, I'm thinking he, he has a Gumby-like movement for because he's lanky, but but he's got a he's, – he's, he feels bendy. If he was a defense end, I'd be like, he's bendy defense end. He's a bendy type of tight end. Very interesting prospect. How about, how about this guy? How about was he what Gavin Escobar was supposed to be? Mm, rest in peace, Gavin. Rest in peace, Gavin. Right? Yeah, Gavin. Gavin was a converted wide receiver to tight end, and and, and pretty much played that way. He was a finesse guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Luke mm-hmm. might fall in that same. Like you're not look Luke the the Luke's the uh, who were we talking about earlier, the Laportas of the world. You're not really asking those guys to be blockers. You're asking those guys to be dynamic mm-hmm. in a pass game. Mm-hmm. And he'll stick his nose in there. Like, and, 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 and he'll stick his nose in there, and somebody else on this list will as well. Like, they don't shy away from contact. They just, they aren't moving people, you know. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the one thing also that I like about Musgrave is, um, you know, for his, his wingspan is, like, massive. And when he gets on top of backers, and even sometimes safeties, like, he's on top of you when he's running past you. And I think sometimes they even kind of, um, underestimate his speed and his foot quickness. But like you said, it looks kind of weird, but it, it, he gets it done. So, you know, I like, I like, I like Musgrave a lot. A lot like, of people like do. Like 4'6", 140, sign me up. Like, <laughs> sign me up. 
four six one forty. Sign me up, Scott. He could play. Yeah. So Luke, you know, he he had issues with production. If you, if you look at his college career, but this next one did not. Dalton Kincaid uh, is it was one of the more productive guys coming out of the class. Uh, no stranger to it. And he's been touted as the best pass-catching tight end in the class. And you can see why, man. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to like about him from a pass-catching standpoint. Uh, his biggest concern right now w- would be the whole fracture back, which apparently he's past physicals. But you hear fracture and you hear back, it, it's not fun. He didn't do any drills at the combine. But if you can get past the back thing, I mean, he offers a ton of upside as a pass catcher. Yeah, you know, Scott, I can't say enough about this guy. Um, you know, he had no stars as a recruit. Um, he enrolled at Colorado State, really wasn't getting any playing time, um, basketball player. You know, with with, with with Kincaid, he was Utah's offense last year. Like, he, he just was. And Kincaid is the one that I've seen mock to Dallas, and I still say I wouldn't do it. But if Dallas didn't, I wouldn't jump off. If Dallas did it, I would jump off. Of, I would not jump off a bridge. But uh-huh. Foot wouldn't do it. I'm pretty sure Sky wouldn't do it. Mm. But I will say this: as a pass catcher, as a route runner, he's probably the closest thing that you would see to like a Kelsey, uh, you know, that type of a guy who just has a feel, has the athletic traits, has the drops. This dude only had, I think, two drops throughout his whole career. Like yeah, he, it's incredible. He's a hooper, and you can see that, you know, in his game, the soft hands, the boxing out, the, the leaping ability. It, it, you know, if he's brought into any team, I think that's how you have to use him, right? Like Kelsey, you know, not all the way in line all the time, not asked to do a whole bunch of blocking, but just go be a receiving pass-catching weapon. Like, that's that's what he needs to be. So, the, the, now here's the trick, right, Scott? You have guys like Kelsey – who go in the second round, who develop under the right OC. And you have guys like T.J. Hawkinson who go to the Lions, they go early, the offensive coordinator doesn't have a plan, and they're traded. So you see these examples, right, Sky, who if you don't have a plan, and this is why it's so so strange to me, not even strange, but it's just like you have to really ask these, these tough questions because you have two guys who have shown that they could get the job done. And so if you bring in a third guy, how does it all work? Who does it work? And it's strange because our number one prospect, I think that he's the one who can work, but I think where you would have to draft him, that's where we have that's yeah. where we have before we get to, to your number one guy, because before the number one guy was being mocked to the Cowboys, which eh, maybe they both were flipping, Kincaid was being mocked a lot. And I will say this while yeah. we both agree that we don't want to take a tight end in general, in the top round of the draft, maybe even day two for me. But if they were to take this guy, Dalton Kincaid, that would tell me that there there ha- there's going to be some type of philosophical shift because there's just no way that you're bringing in Dalton Kincaid to do all the tight end things that you've been asking your guys to do over the last number of years. This, this to me, would indicate that Dalton, Dalton Kincaid, not Schultz, would now be, this might sound crazy, 1B as a as an option in yeah. your offense. I mean, you take him at 26, and he's a pa- he's like a he's a pass catching threat. Foot is Lamb, 
And then it's going to have to be Kincaid at some point. If not right away, obviously, it's going to have to be Kincaid soon, sooner than later. And that could that could be a shift in how the Cowboys, you know, do things offensively. So I'm not saying this kid is a bad player or anything like that. But if he is brought here, I think we will see an entirely different offense. Hey, Scott, you know what else is crazy? I think that that would also say that Dallas had him rated over some of these receivers, which we're not going to question Will because Will's with the players. He's with the film, like all the film. He's seen them. He's got to talk to them. I think that that would say that Will has said, hey, I like him over, you know, Jordan Addison. Um, I like the way he went. Now, his contested catches, I got to say, it may be better than some of these receivers. I just, I, I truthfully believe that how physical he is, um, and so like to me, when when you talk about when you talk about that type of stuff, and and if he were to go that early, it would it would it would definitely um, say that to me. Yeah, I'm with you. Now yeah. your number one prospect, which everybody probably sees by now, is Michael Mayer um, out of Notre Dame who's been touted as the most complete guy, right? He's widely considered the most complete tight end in the class. Uh, what makes him your number one guy on this list? Um, Michael Mayer is my number one guy um, simply because he can do everything well. He can block well. He's not a mauler. He can block well. He's wide he body, though, so he can do it, you yeah. know. Yep, and and he won't give up anything, and he'll he'll stand eye to eye with defensive ends. Defensive ends won't be able to uh, bully him, anything like that. Um, he he's he's strong at the point, but he has the best feel to me as a like. Okay, yes. Kincaid has the best feel as a route runner, and then Michael Mayer's like right there. Um, and in this whole craze, like I just feel like he just got forgotten about as a player, only because you know. The, the athletic testing, I knew it wouldn't be great, but you got to go back to the film. You have to go back to the film. You see it right there, guys. He posts players up. He's a tight end that's big, that plays big every single rep. He's a big player that plays big. Um, he gives you a huge catch radius. And for his size, Sky, he's really shifty. Like, he has really decent feet. And, and Sky, he's really kind of scary after the catch. Like, you'll watch reps. Where you he wants to, he wants safeties to try to tackle him. He wants to try to punch him. He's the closest thing that I've seen since Gronk. And I remember watching him last year in game. I'm like, dog, like during Notre Dame's games because their offense really wasn't that great. But he was, and he was the guy that was like, he was the the focal point. Again, in a tradeback scenario, him and Kincaid, I would understand it, especially if. Will and those guys have him rated over these receivers. Because the truth is, Kyle, I was listening to something yesterday. Everybody's all over the map on these receivers. They are. You know, they're all over the place with these receivers, Sky. And if you just want to say, hey, maybe we bail out of 26, get another third-round pick, and then you get this player, then you get whatever else you need, I can see why Dallas would do that. Yeah, with with Mayer, he feels like the prototypical Cowboys pick right tight end that that that's that's where they've been going for the better part of a decade and a half that type of dude um and that's kind of the reason why why yes he is obviously a top one two tight end in this league and probably the most complete I just don't see 
the need for Dallas because I think they have a pretty complete guy in Ferguson. Um, so I, I really don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And it's not a knock on Mayor. Like if you bring him here, I, I, I just I don't I don't know really what you're getting different than what you have now. I, I don't really view him. I don't know. Everybody calls him Baby Grant. I I don't see that. Uh, but it, it is. And that's cool. Is, you know. I, I yeah I don't see him as no, a, as a yak guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I see him as a very trusted. You, you use the word feel. I think he has the best mm-hmm. feel in this draft. Uh, he can be the quarterback's best friend. A young guy, right? If you get a young quarterback who comes in and need a they need a easy target underneath anything intermediate or under, I feel like Mayer knows where to be. He's physical at the catch mm-hmm. point. He's going to catch the rock. Um, I wouldn't mistake him as a Ken K route runner, but he's a an intelligent one. He, he knows how to use his body. He knows how to shield, knows how to box out, like you said, and, and be present. Um, very good prospect, just like a couple of these other tight ends. But there's there's nothing for me that wows me enough to be like, I have to take him in round one on this team. Now, if I need a tight end, we're different, different conversation. I think because you did the work with Fergie, yes, he, he's the same type of a player as Fergie, which is interesting because, you know, Kincaid is kind of the same type of a player as Hendershot. Like, people got to remember, Hendershot can boogie in the passing game. He can't. Um, and so it's it's kind of weird. Like, you kind of have both of what you need already. But, I, you know, one may argue, okay, is Mayer a better – like, is his ceiling higher than Ferguson? I don't know because we haven't seen Ferguson featured in like well as a starting player in this offense. I tell you what, Dallas yeah. didn't hesitate on letting letting um, the Cowboys didn't hesitate on letting uh, letting uh, Schultz go, and that right. is probably tell you everything that you need to know. I I kind of always get taken back when I hear people you know bring up I guess limitations of Ferguson. I mean obviously he's still growing, but. He wasn't asked to do a lot of things at Wisconsin and in Dallas, but when he was asked to go up the field in Wisconsin, people uh, it's wild to me. Go watch Ferguson's Wisconsin film. The dude can attack the seams. The dude can make athletic catches. The dude has wiggle. He can get yak. He just wasn't going to get featured as much as these other guys. However, he is Wisconsin's all-time leading, I believe, pass catcher as a tight end down there. Uh, you know. In Wisconsin, but here in Dallas, he was asked to do more bootleg things. He was asked to do more things underneath as that guy developing. But I don't think we should knock him for that. I think Ferguson can absolutely do downfield things. He can absolutely do after the catch things. He can do everything you really are asking a an inline tight end to do. And and, and obviously, I'm pretty bullish on it. And and that's kind of why I'm out on on any of these prospects really uh, early in this draft, bro. I mean, in, in Sky, you're not wrong. Um, so I will say this about Mayor. He's definitely, to me, the best in-line blocker um, on, on, out of the group. Uh, that's just to me. No, um, I don't think you're wrong. So, you know why? Here's why. Okay. Here's why. Darnell Washington is the most imposing. Darnell Washington might have the, mm-hmm. the, the, the mentality to want to do. You could tell Darnell wanted. He wanted to throw dudes on the ground, right? He wanted to explode dudes with says. But mm-hmm. he doesn't have the technique down just quite yet, right? He's still a little sloppy. Part. That's the part. That's right? the part. Yeah, That's so part. I'm, I don't, I'm not mad mm-hmm. at you. I think Mayer understands blocking better than Washington, but Washington is trying to quite literally put you through the ground. And, and, so, and so that's where we got to say, okay, 
with Mayer? Because I, I'll be honest with you, I don't see any of these guys going, even probably being mentioned in the top 20. I think the tackle was shooting up the board. Guys like Darnell Washington, I'm starting to hear his name more and more and more. Um, so tackle, some of these guards, Karansky, those guys are going to fly, right? With tight end, I'm, you may not hear your first. Like I think the rest of the league might look at you, look at look at how things, at how you're looking at it, Scott. You may not hear the first guy go off the board to the to the start of the second round, because again, if you've done the, like Dallas has done the work in the draft to where they were ready for this moment, is it working backwards to go get somebody who you've already prepared for the exiting of? Don't show. So, yeah. It, like, Man, that's what we have to ask ourselves. Hey, brother, I, I can't. The, the question is, does it make sense? I cannot. And, mm-hmm. and you know me. I'm always trying to to find reasons, right? I always say, okay, whatever the mm-hmm. pick is going to be, the very first thing I'm going to do is remove my emotions. Actually, I'm going to act on my emotions, right? We're going to, whatever the pick is. And now, because we talked, we did this last year with Tyler Smith. I We had our emotional reaction. Yeah. Then we took our emotional reaction hats off. We put our analyst hat on and said, how does this make sense? I can't mm-hmm. find a reason to how it makes sense to take a tight end in the first round. I, I, I just can't. And I haven't heard anyone and, give and, me and a reason. You know what's crazy, Scott? Yeah. Even off that emotional reaction, that pick still made more sense because you had a, oh my God, a, yes. a player in Tyron Smith. Yeah, you had a player in Tyron Smith who had the injury concern. This makes sense. Well, you needed a guard, too. And that's fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I, I think what happened, so, and Sky, you know, I, I, I hate to be that guy, but you know how serious I take the draft. So what happens is yeah. people start doing mock drafts, and they, they, they saw their favorite player available. Like, oh, well, let's just put him, man, he could just come in. But we got to think, like, football just doesn't work that way. You have to look at the real needs. And, yes, you want to go BPA. But we go by, and me and you did our tiers yesterday, oh, excuse me, last show, of player, corner, quarterback, tackle, left tackle specifically for me. Then there's another tier. Then there's another tier. If these guys don't make sense tier-wise, like tight end is at the bottom because you've seen so many instances of tight ends like a Hendershot going, I mean, excuse me, like a Ferguson going in the fourth round. And I think Ferguson could be a, a future starter for a long I think time. He's, I don't know if he's a star. I think he's a stud, but, yeah, that's me. Oh, I'll, I'll say this. I think he's a solid. I think he'll be a solid, solid player, which is great. As, as, a floor. For someone <laughs> as a floor, yeah. he's a solid right. player. Yeah. Well, you, you, believe, you believe in Ferguson, and you've been in Ferguson, so – that, that's your guy, and, I, and I'm with that. Just like, you know, how much I love Tyler Smith. So, yeah. cool. And so, I just think that what happened amongst Cowboys Twitter fandom, and I get it. Let's get Darnell Washington here because he looks a certain way, you know, Mercedes Lewis, whatever. But if you look at it and you go look at the production, those guys were like nice pieces, but did they really flip the needle? No, they did not. The, the true answer is, when Dallas, when Dallas, and you know, the more we talk about the draft, guy, we're starting to see that when Dallas went out and got Cooks, you hear Cooks talk, and you hear Cooks say, "I'm here to just help CD land," and then you hear and you see CD, and you just need Ferguson 
to just be be the best three that he can be. Like if he can do that, and maybe push, you know, a, a, these other receivers that are on the roster to maybe if if there's just like a four now, because I do think I'm, I'm with you. Like I know what Ferguson can do even as a pass catcher. Then there's no need to even go get a guy like Kincaid because he's not going to give you more than what Ferguson and Hendy can give you. If you, so, well, if you, like I said, if you do that yeah. with Kincaid, I think your philosophy changes. Before before I get you out of here, um, couple guys that yeah. you know we didn't talk about today, but again, this is a pretty fun class. Uh, after you get past the first round, there's a lot of guys you can take. I think later, um, Zach Kuntz and Josh Wiley. Uh, you get a chance to check those guys out, and, and where you kind of got those guys placed at. So I like Kuntz. I haven't done much on Wiley, okay. but like I said, I like Kuntz, Old Dominion, but I got like a fourth, fifth on him. Um, Wiley is Cincinnati, um, obviously same school that Kelsey went to. Um, people are like, you know, high on him, this, that, and the third. Um, but it's, you know, hey, if 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 that's where you want to start looking at a tight end, but even then, right, Sky, there's still more needs in VPA. You would literally have to tell me who's on the board before I'm looking at a tight end. You you get what I'm saying to you, Sky? Linebacker. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you know what question? You know what the question should be? You know, what is your plan? At what, we talk what, about the plan for a player. What is the? What are the? We don't know the Cowboys' plan at tight end. If their plan is, mm-hmm. is that they want to add a, another featured weapon at the position, then they, they could potentially go early. If their plan is we yeah. want to complement the room, I, I don't know that you're going to tight end early. I think you're going to grab a guy to continue, that's a, that's to, continue to develop. I think that's the conclusion right there. You can't, like, if we had just one tight end, cool, but just, just grabbing a guy to compliment, then I need to just draft a receiver. That's the point. So, yeah. That's it. Man, fantastic stuff today, Foots, man. I appreciate yeah. you, big dog. You, you, you always come through. Well, look, we're getting through these at a very good pace, man. We got about two more weeks to do these, and then we'll get to, to draft day um, that same week, really. Tuesday, we'll do our last show, and then Thursday will be the draft, man. So, we're getting close, bro. Dude, I'm excited. Um, thank you for always having me on. I will say this. This is one of the more interesting conversations because I think it's one of those where we had to be party poopers. Um, but I think it's just one of those things that when you get with us, we're going to give you guys the truth and, like, real. Like, I just – it just doesn't make sense, and I'm going to stand on that. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. But, man, thanks for having me so much, guys. Of course, but Let them know where they can find you, bro. Hey, puts the king everywhere. IG, Twitter, YouTube. I'm actually dropping a video tonight. Um, I got to rank my linebackers. And then um, we'll be getting home free. Linebackers. Did we do linebackers yet? We haven't, Scott. And that's, that's, that's a sneaky one. That's, that's, that's perfect. Perfect. You're doing your homework on the backers. Next week, let's attack backers. Bro. Let's do it. All right, man. Appreciate your foots. Make sure y'all check out my guy, Foots the King, everywhere. Facebook, or not Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, man. Foots the King, my guy. Hey, good good conversation. I knew this would be an interesting conversation because y'all know me. For whatever reason, th- th- that position has been a hot-button topic. So if it's a hot-button topic, I want to talk about it with y'all. I don't want to talk about it with my good folks in the community. And I happen to look over here in the chat and... I saw we had a bunch of the content creators up in here. 
Shout out to Boss, I see you. Shout out to Keystone, I see you. Shout out to uh, Tuck, who said he got me. So I guess Tuck is going to hit me up and, and, and make it make sense. Because look, I'm all for hearing out everyone, you know, of, of why the Cowboys got to take one of these guys in the first round. If you can make it make sense to me, I, I 100% listen. I just don't view it that way right now. I, I'm always open to be persuade in another direction, man. But shout out to the fine content creators we got in the chat. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to press the reset button. We're going to take a, a quick little coffee break, water break, whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to jump into these phone lines. We got about six callers. One, two, three, four, five, five or six callers here. And uh, let's wrap. Before we do that. I know we got to talk about Boston Scientific, man. If you are one of 39 million men that suffer from ED, Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. Here's how you get started. Go to edcure.org, take the quiz, learn your severity or risk of ED, and if you have a condition that puts you at a higher risk, boom, you'll find customized content. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. So visit edcure.org. Get the facts. Find the urologist who will offer the best treatments when other treatments don't work. Y'all know what it is. Say it with me. It ain't hard, but you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> uh, DJ, I don't think you want to be a part of that. I don't think you want to be a part of that, man. Welcome back to, I almost said the Skywalker Show. I mean, it is a Skywalker Show on ADZ Sports Dallas. If you missed it, we just had Foots come through on our weekly on-the-clock draft series. Talking about tight ends, man. Very interesting hot-button topic. Uh, we had his top seven guys. Mayer being one. Kincaid, two. Surprised a little bit here. Musgrave was three, and then Washington was four. That rounded out his top four. Run this back if you missed it, so... Uh, if you want to call in, we got about five already here. I kind of did already lock the line, so we'll just do that. Yeah, we'll get to these five and uh, wrap to y'all in the chat. All right, let's get let's get DJ up in here first. What's good, DJ? Good morning, sir. Good morning, Scott. How are you? How are you? Man, I'm doing good, man. It seems like every time I come away talking with Foots about the draft. I just feel so much more confident about the draft. It feels so overwhelming, but then when you narrow it down to one position, it, it kind of makes you feel more comfortable as you're going through this whole thing. But draft season is very overwhelming to somebody like me. Uh, so I appreciate when he come through, man. But how you doing? Oh, oh fantastic. Oh, one second, bro. The conference has been go unlocked. Go ahead, DJ. Oh, yeah. No, uh, <clears throat> I'm good, but I'm good. The yeah, it is overwhelming, especially when they're like, "Oh, there's 357 Ugh. prospects." You're like, "Oh God!" But then you narrow it down to position by position. You're like, "Okay, let me go watch these ten guys get that Look, knocked I, out." I unlocked you know, this from top, guys. Not all of y'all. Go ahead. 
there we go. Now, um, the tight end position. The conference has been locked. Interesting this year. It's just a shame that being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I have no interest in it because I'm like, hey, we're good. You know, <laughs> we shouldn't. We shouldn't need any of these guys. It shouldn't be a high priority if we get one great. Um, and I'm glad that y'all mentioned Musgraves and y'all actually had him so high um, because when you look at early rounds, you're betting on the floor of the player, right? But when you get into the later rounds, then you're betting on the ceiling of guys. And I believe Musgrave uh, and Washington are the two that have the highest ceiling out of all the tight ends in this, in this draft class. Um, but if our team was to get one, considering that they won't have to invest such a uh, so much or such a high draft pick into it, I think Musgrave would be the way to go. Um, so if they were to get any one of them, I would be rooting for him, uh, just because he is like since Swift was here, he he is a deer, right? And he he's very fluid. Um, I like what he can do. As far as receiving, I think that's kind of, uh, that side of him is pretty much set. Um, the only thing you'd have to work on a little bit is kind of just narrowing down his 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 blocking ability, really. Um, but I'm really, really high on Musgrave myself. Yeah, I, I don't know if you heard earlier, I, I was kind of equating him to a, a Gumby type of tight end, man. Just very long, lanky, uh, fluid, and loose as a receiver. It's just, what's the plan? That's all. If you're talking about for the Cowboys, what's the plan for, for each of these prospects? Uh, and, and as long as you got a plan, I guess we can make it make sense. About to get tucked in here so he can make it make sense for me. I guess you can make it make sense, but um, I've seen Musgrave shoot up the board, though. I mean, I've seen some people talk about him in first round. So if that's the case, I, I'm I'm good. Yeah, you know, there's always that late push or the one weird dude. <laughs> you know, um, you know, th- there has been the conversation, but when it's this late in the game, I mean, you don't know what teams are going to do, but generally like first, first day one, day two are, are kind of set. And he has really hasn't been in that conversation until here recently. So he might go, but if anything, I would bet on him being there on day three. Um, but let's say, you know, I love playing devil's advocate. Let's say, you know, they don't believe in Ferguson like that, right? Uh, or or shot, or shot for that matter. Uh, <clears throat> they don't believe in them like that. And let's say um, they think Ferguson or a combination of Ferguson Hendershot is just another version of Dalton Schultz or uh, Blake Jarwin from the one before. Even though they're different kinds of players, their their level of impact, their ceiling was pretty close to the same and they want a guy that's you know on the Kittle level on the uh, Travis Kelsey level and that's the only reason I see them searching for a big hit guy like Kincaid like Washington or Mayer I just think it's so funny when we always use Kittle and Kelsey but they were taking the third and fourth round of the draft I, I just think yeah, that's I hilarious but but um yeah. yeah that 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 is fair if they view Ferguson and Hendershot as guys not of the future, guys they don't believe in, then the, the whole conversation flips. Now tight end does become a conversation in round one. I, I don't believe in it, but 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 it, it does. It will come into a conversation if they don't believe in Ferguson or Henshaw. So that's fair. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And last thing, I'll let you go. In closing, yep. Um, 
yeah, the 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 mayor thing with him being Baby Gronk, I don't understand. If you were to call him a Witten Antonio Gates, that's who I yeah. see him as. Yeah. Um, who was I, t- I talked to somebody that hit me up. Uh, I think it was G. Um, and he was saying, yes, yeah, Baby Gronk. I'm like, man, I done, I done heard that a few times. I don't see that. But if you want to say Witten, uh, that's a totally different story. But but Gronkowski, I, I think we're underrating what Gronkowski was, but... Yeah, for sure, for sure. But outside of that, but I'll let you go. I you know, know, I know we're getting ready. Um, yes, sir. All right, let's get my guy it. Jay Tuck of CFO Sports in the build. What's good, bro? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Man, it's, it's you, funny man. you must have ESP because I was on Twitter this morning preaching tight end this morning, and I got your notification. Y'all was talking about tight end, so it must be preaching. You were pre- tight end. You were preaching tight end. What, what, preaching tight end? What in first round? Yeah, well, Ooh, so here's what I was saying. Shit. So, 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 yeah, so so if if you follow me close enough, man, y'all know that you know I love the tight end position, and oh, okay. I really ha- haven't okay. heavily on the train this year as I've been in past years, right, from Pitts and even um, Trey McBride last year. But what I was trying to say is something similar to what Foots was saying. If you believe that maybe Dalton Kincaid is kind of the best out of the wide receivers that's remaining on the board. And from that standpoint, it makes sense because you have to think of Kincaid as more as your wide receiver slash tight end hybrid that can do a lot different things than you can get with Ferguson. So like I was giving an example, if you go out there in 12 personnel with Ferguson and Kincaid, well, technically that's a mixture of 12 and 11 because Kincaid can actually play on the boundary as well and play your wide receiver. So it gives you a little bit more favorable matchups and creates wider running lanes for, for Tony Paul or whoever our running back may be. So if you're looking for someone that can really go out there and stretch the field and be your quote-unquote weapon, then Kincaid kind of gives you that better option. So even though I'm not pushing for the Cowboys to draft them at 26, I would definitely understand it because he gives you something added to your offense at this point. And I think what Cowboys fans have to understand, this is the first time we are pretty much going into the draft sitting pretty. So I always hear we don't need tight ends. Well, we don't need wide receivers if we be honest. We don't need corners if we're being honest. We don't really need edge rushes. Like, we are set at a lot of positions. So we are really at a point as what can put this team over the top. And so I don't want to say it's a free pick per se, but you have a lot of options availability when it comes to that 26 pick. So I think that's why you're hearing so many names because the Cowboys can go so many different ways right now. All right, let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's slow down before we get off the tight end because we're starting to get it past the tight end. So when you said you're preaching tight end, you you basically preaching Kincaid. That's what it sounds like. Are you preaching any tight end? I'm saying, yeah, if we we went Kincaid, I feel like Kincaid would be the the tight end that gives us a little bit more than what Michael Mayer. And I love Michael Mayer, but I feel like Michael Mayer kind of fits what we already have. So you're preaching Kincaid. All right, so were you here when we talked about Kincaid? I caught like the tail end, um, okay. tail end of. I think that's yeah. So when we brought up Kincaid, my my rebuttal to Kincaid was if they were to draft a Kincaid to me, that would show a right. an entire philosophical shift in their offense. I, I don't think you're drafting okay. Kincaid to come in here and do the tight end things that you asked your past tight ends to do. I think he would have to right. be in in a very short period of time. Your your one what do you call it one a one b whatever. As a as a target, right. as an option, or what have you, I, I don't think you're taking tight end at 26 for him to come in here and be your fourth option. 
I, I just don't right. see it. I agree. So if you any tight end really they draft that early, I think you're you have to you have to shift your your thinking. But from a Kincaid right. standpoint, if you were to tell me, or if the Cowboys would tell me, hey man, we are going to run our offense more through our intermediate game from a from a tight end standpoint, right? And then we'll try to hit mm-hmm. our, our 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 guys like CeeDee Lamb and, and Cooks down the field or Michael Gallup down the field or what have you. Then that's mm-hmm. where it makes sense. And that's what I was saying about Kincaid. You draft right. him, right? I think your offense is not what it was in the past. I don't I think your philosophy changes because I think it has to to Look, man, you don't like the word positional value, but history is real. Tight ends in the first round, the history of that is really hard to ignore, number one. And number two, unless that guy, if I'm drafting that guy, is going to be featured like that, then what's the point of taking him? If he's going to come in here and be fourth to TP, Lamb, Cooks, and then Kincaid, I would much rather wait to get a tight end a little bit later because why? Why take a guy in the first round if he's going to be your fourth guy for a couple of years, two, three years, whatever? Well, one thing have to also consider is even though we know that we're going into the, the season with Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks have don't have the cleanest bill of health when it comes to their injury history. Well, I ain't, right? even, I ain't so, even bring up Gallup. So I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Cooks, well, yeah. TP, and so, yeah, CeeDee Lamb would be your top three weapons, correct? Right, right, right. Because if you go back to when we had CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and, and, and Amari Cooper, right, defensive coordinators really set on our wide receivers, and they was giving us Dalton Schultz underneath. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if we Schultz go out there like with the Kincaid, he creates a mismatch where it's like you might not want to give him that opportunity because he can do a lot of catch and run and do a lot of different things where we kind of know, Scott, that cover two shell has been our Achilles heel for like the past two to three years, right? So if you get someone that can really stretch things and put a lot of stress on that middle linebacker, it's going to open up our entire offense. So I'm just thinking from the weaponry standpoint, Kincaid kind of gives you the option. Now, like I said, when I did my draft video on him, he's 24 damn near. He has back problems, so I get that. Right. But if you're just looking for here, weapon standpoint of what could we possibly put in our offense to take things over the top a little bit, I would say you would have to consider Kincaid. Now, I don't think he's going to be there, honestly. I don't think he's going to slide to us. I think one of the tight ends are going to go to the Chargers. But if the Cowboys was to pull the card on him, I would not be surprised because he can actually stretch the field and do a lot of different things and give you a lot of different See, looks to create this matchup. I hear the stretch the field thing, and I, I just found that so interesting. So I went and did some research, and I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head anymore like I did a couple of weeks ago. But mm-hmm. if I remember this correctly, there were only, I believe, five receivers. Man, might have been might have been less than that. There might have been only mm-hmm. three to five receivers, or tight ends, I'm sorry, tight ends, who had more... Mm-hmm than three receptions of 20-plus yards down the field. There mm-hmm. was only, I think, three receivers, and again, it wasn't a lot, that had more than mm-hmm. 15 targets, you know, down the field. So when mm-hmm. you look at tight ends, and I always, oh, he can stretch it. If in reality, any capable tight end can stretch the right. field if you give them an opportunity, hence I will give you Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is not a field stretcher from an athletic standpoint, right? But when Dalton right, Schultz right, right. got the right matchup, got the right look, and he would run that kind of uh, that out and up type of route or Witten for, for for crying out loud, they could easily right. eat the seams because of what they're given. And now that you got a Brandon Cooks, you got a C.D. Lamb, that tight end is going to right. be offered that ability 
a lot, I think, in this offense. So one thing I haven't heard you say or bring up is Ferguson. Do you believe he can do that? I mean, we've seen Ferguson eat after the catch. We've seen Ferguson. He didn't drop a single ball, so he's got hands. I've seen Ferguson make a ton of athletic catches um, in, in, high, in mm-hmm. college, but he, shit, he made, a, he made a, a bunch of athletic catches in, in the pros too. So right, what, I'm, what right. I'm getting at is I often hear that about Kincaid, right? And right, I right. look at how tight ends are used in this league, and, and I don't see these guys as dudes that are getting catches way down the field. They're more, hey, we're going get to these, get these guys the ball as uh, in the soft spots in the zone, Right now, quick bootlegs, right. and that's how they operate 99% of the time. And um, so I was right, just, right. that was just a thought that I was thinking about. I hear that about Kincaid a lot, but I feel like, is it really, is he that, is he going to stretch the field that much like a wide receiver, who, by the way, wide receivers mm-hmm. really stretch the field. Is he going to stretch the field yeah. that much more than what you have right now that is worth taking in the yeah. first round? For, for- for for Kincaid, yeah, absolutely. I feel like he will, and I and I love for I love that Ferguson is worth taking. That it's worth taking in the first round. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, honestly, I would just to op my offense because if you go back and watch what he did versus Oregon and also USC, like the kid is phenomenal. Like I said, my oh, he's a fantastic on, prospect. Sure, yeah, that, that's Fun what prospect. I'm saying is like it's, it's it's something that we don't have offensively, and that's why I'm thinking about when it comes to Kincaid. Now, I love Michael Mayer, like I said, and even Sam Laporte. Like, Sam Laporte is one of my top-graded tight ends in this year's class. I feel like we already have it. I feel like Kincaid is that one tight end that can give us something we haven't had in Dallas and can really take things over the top. So, like I said, I'm not banking on the death for him, but I would definitely understand the Cowboys' thought process if he's sitting there at 26 and they pull the car because – he can do a lot of different things. He can go over the top, the catch and run, the underneath game. Like he's he's pretty much as a wide receiver. So I feel like if you think of him as a wide receiver versus a tight end, it changes the conversation a little bit. But he can do a lot of different things, and especially play on the boundary as well. You know, it's 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 hard. It's hard. It's hard not to consider it, which I think they will. So you're not really preaching tight end. You're uh, in in round one. You're preaching Kincaid. This isn't about no, tight end yeah. round one. This is Kincaid. Yeah, so I'm okay. not I'm not even preaching tight end round one because we've done numerous shows on that. But I'm just saying, like, if would I pull the card at 26 on Kincaid, it really depends on what's on the board. Now, me personally, like, if you're telling me I get to choose between a Dalton Kincaid or a Quentin Johnson, I'm taking Quentin Johnson or a Zay Platt. Like, I'm going wide receiver. But if the Cowboys really believe that this is the guy that can really stretch the field and do a different things in our offense, I would understand it. So cause I think what happened was I posted a mock where I took Kincaid at 26. And, of course, Cowboys fans are, you know, going going crazy. But, like I said, we're in a situation, bro, we don't have to press. We can let the board fall to us and go BPA. And I feel like he will be there because I just don't see one of these tight ends that people are talking about falling to us, whether that's Washington, whether that's Mayer, being there available at 58. So then you're getting to that second tranche, which is okay, because I feel like that's not much separation from what we already have. So if you're going to go tight end, and that's a position that you find the value you want to go to, Oof. you might have to at 26. I don't think you can use the word value for tight end at 26. I, I, you know, I feel like you're talking about pressing. I feel like that is pressing. That's where we disconnect at. Uh, I, I feel like you are okay. absolutely 100% pressing taking the tight end at 26. Uh, you know, again, okay. there right. is no, there is no concrete need. I agree with you there. There's no concrete need, right. but I, I, I don't know 
what tight end I'm taking in round one that that is doing something drastically different than what I what I can get right now out of my guys. Um, if you want to stretch the field with a tight end, man, send, and you don't believe it's Ferguson, send Hendershot up the field. He, he's that he's that receiving tight end anyway. But that, yeah. that you know, it is interesting. It's an interesting conversation, and and I'm definitely right. obviously bullish on it. I don't see the need for any of these dudes for the Cowboys. Uh, but you right. can make an argument to you. Can, I don't want to use the word argument. You can massage the conversation into how can they fit here in Dallas. So I understand what you're saying on right. Kincaid. I can right. make, I can massage Mayor. I can massage Dar- uh, Darnell Washington. But I think Dallas said that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. And you you feel the same way. You said that. You know, I'm with you, Scott. I feel like we're set at a lot of positions, right? So I see people in the chat saying we need a guard. We need a guard. Me personally, I don't believe we do need a guard. I feel like that's that would kind of be a reach at twenty six as well. But it's just based on how the offensive line is. So like we're sitting in a very good situation where we can kind of sit back and let the board fall to us. Like I said, compared to what Philly did, Philly had a lot of draft picks that didn't even play last year because they were already set with their front layer. It's more about the death pieces. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens if it's a hamstring with Ferguson? Then how are we looking at the tight end room? So there's a lot of different conversations to be had with a lot of positions. Well, and so if you're looking- well we're not saying don't take a tight end at all. Right? Like the, right, right, you right. can you can you can draft your tight end later in the draft. We're, I'm, we're just solely talking about round one in, in regards to the right, tight right, end right. position. So you right. it's a whole nother conversation. We could do a whole damn show. Interesting. You don't believe guard is a need. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not 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 necessarily. Huh. I, I would I would rather go tackle because me personally, I feel like Tyler Smith needs to play left guard. That's a whole another conversation. Well, for yeah, show. we could we could take a tackle and play play that tackle at guard. We could take a tackle and move Tyler to guard. But because but that's, that that's, that's still that still means that guard is a need because you're moving now your future tackle into guard. So, so I feel like, one, I was like, the idea of the Cowboys last year going to draft was they had Tyler Smith to guard, right? They had Tyron Smith. They had Matt Walesco. So I know Jerry Jones came out and spoke about Terrence Steele not playing right tackle, like all these musical chairs. But I just don't see, Scott, we go into a situation week one where Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele are not on the field. So from that standpoint, where are they at? You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm thinking, like, if you're talking about next year, Tyler Smith playing guard impacts us a lot more than him playing left tackle because I just don't see we coming out week one and Tyron Smith is at right tackle and Terrence Steele is on the bench. I'm going to come unglued. So that is why I'm saying that I just don't have this pressing need for guard at 26. So I don't mean to put you in a box here. In in All right. in in one side we can't say, you know, look how Philly drafted and their guys didn't play. You know, they, they, they waited or what have you. And then on the other side, we say, you know, this position isn't a need because Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, they're going to play, right? There's no right. way you're trusting Tyron, right? Like, you, you aren't trusting right. Tyron to, to, to be a, a guy that's going to be out there for you week in, week out, right? Right, right, right. I agree. I agree. So, so, so the if, conversation that comes still is what do you think the Cowboys mindset is when it comes to Matt Willesco because they was high on him coming into the season until he went out with the shoulder you see what I'm saying Matt like, Willesco is not know. an option he's not an option no 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 because, because Tyler Smith is your it is your left tackle okay look, look 
Tyler, they they view Tyler. We like Tyler at guard, right? But let's have the conversation right. of what the Cowboys are looking at this. You don't believe the right. Cowboys are looking at Tyler Smith as their future left tackle? Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. But me personally, I would keep him at guard. And I saw someone just mention, like, I would go tackle if I'm going offensive line versus quote-unquote guard. Like, that's just me personally. Okay, I feel so, like tackle- so look, 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 look. I, I'll take a tackle, too, if it means moving Tyler to guard. Because if there's a tackle worthy of moving Tyler to guard, that's fine. But that doesn't eliminate guard as a need. You're basically calling guard a need because you're taking the, ta- the Cowboys tackle and you're moving him to guard by taking the tackle. Why? I feel like the only reason he was a guard last year was because of the injuries. Because if Matt Willesco and Tyron Smith don't get hurt, Tyler Smith never plays tackle. What? You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. No. No, what are you talking about? God, coming into the camp in the preseason, because I remember this, you had Tyron Smith as your left tackle. You had Matt Willesco as your left tackle. Tyron goes down. Tyler Smith still wasn't getting left tackle reps. Matt Willesco goes down. They experiment and kick Tyler out to left tackle. If those two injuries don't happen, we might never ever see what happens at with Tyler Smith at left tackle. Man, T- Matt Willesco went down extremely early in camp. Number one, he went down before Tyron Smith went down. He went down before. Remember, bro, was it Tyler was not getting reps at left tackle? I literally had the tracks. I was right because Tyron Smith was your left tackle, so they were giving Tyler Smith left guard reps to compete with Conor McGovern. The plan was to have him be left guard for now and tackle for the future. The plan got pushed up because Tyron Smith went down. That that that's what happened. So yeah, uh, Matt. He had Tyron go down. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matt Willesco went down early, very very so early. Tyler, in was, Tyler wasn't getting much reps at left tackle. He at, wasn't. Um, at um, he wasn't. In, um, in, but in, but the the plan. Right. Do you not agree? You don't believe you don't believe them when they said that Tyler Smith is a left side player. You don't think Tyler Smith was ever the plan was ever for him to be a left tackle. I think eventually down the road, I think starting out the gate, not that early. I don't, I don't, I don't think they ever had a plan where we were going to see. Because remember, we had when we had did the whole super show, right? Because we were talking about possibly having him as a swing tackle playing right, or are you playing right tackle as well? Remember, because he wasn't getting any reps at left tackle. And I kept about saying right I would like to see Tyler Smith start and get some more left tackle reps, but he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they didn't have a plan for him for 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 last year. Things kind of fell in place, and they forced him out to tackle, and he did a good job at it. I think the but plan like was to be left guard. You don't think the plan was to be uh, left guard? Because I, he wasn't he wasn't starting over Connor McGovern last year, coming into the season. I don't I don't think they would have <sighs> got Connor McGovern out of there and would have went with Tyler Smith to start I think over Connor McGovern. I one hundred percent think they would have because he was the better okay. guard in camp. But but they wasn't Scott. They did so. So when was they going to make the shift though? What, what do you mean? He was starting in preseason at left guard. McGovern was starting at right guard. But then you had Connor McGovern. So our starting our starting offensive line. You had Tyron Smith. You had Connor McGovern early. You had yeah early huh? yeah early. You know they weren't just going to hand it to Tyler Smith. They weren't going to say hey here you're the starter. <laughs> they made him earn it just like they made other guys go through it. Mike Michael Parsons didn't start right away when he first sat down in, in training camp. They made him earn it. But I thought Tyler Smith was earning it. He was the better player on film, in my opinion, in camp and in preseason. And I think he was going to be your left guard. 
until all this got messed up with Tyron Smith. So you felt like Connor McGovern was going to be the backup left guard. Absolutely. If if that wasn't the mm-hmm. case, then they were then, then they're lying. They were they're not gonna lie. If that was the case, then they're blind. That's what I'll say. Tyler Smith was okay. a better guard to right. me than Connor McGovern. So right. I don't understand why you would go with the guy that's not better than the guy that that's that, out that, there that's But we what when as far as the reps was concerned, I was asking the same question. Like, why isn't Tyler Smith starting with the starting offensive line to build that continuity? And they it were, was constantly Connor. They were le- they were competing. What do you mean? They, they it wasn't like all right. Connor McGovern did, got all the first team reps. That's not the case. Like like Tyler Smith was in there with the first team guys as well. They were competing for that position. As we were getting near camp before the injury, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what I'm saying. So it was it wasn't a clear cut. Like right, it, I mean, they started left guard, right? But you did have Connor McGovern out the gate. That was still the lead dog, and I felt like they were going to go with Connor McGovern without the injuries. I don't. That's where we just we just going to disagree. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think right. so because we got to remember Ty, Tyler Smith got hurt too. He sprained his ankle, right. and they asked what's the name of question, and and coach was like, "Well, yeah, he's he's a starter right now. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Connor or Tyler right, Smith right. is out with an injury, but it, we'll talk right. ourselves into circles, man. But um, right, yeah, right, right. I, I personally <laughs> believe that guard is a, is a need because it, I think you're mistaken if you're going to count on Tyron Smith to be a, a, an available person. I wouldn't even treat right. Ty, Tyron Smith as as anybody but a d- backup because he has right. played in four, eleven, and two ga- or two, eleven, and four games over the last three seasons. So if Tyron right. Smith is a guy you can't depend on, that means Tyler Smith right. is your tackle. So who's your guard? I, I don't know how we look at the team and we don't look at at the offensive line at the guard position as a need. That that that's a shocking so, so, statement to me. You think that Tyron's going to be a stash player and like start start off the gate? He's not going to start and then eventually we'll maybe see middle of the season. We'll see oh. after the draft if the Cowboys attack guard, like if they go and try to get a plug and play guard. Unless Ty, mm-hmm. Terrence, all these T's, Terrence Steele is not ready, then Tyler Tyron Tyron Smith will start. But if Terrence Steele is ready, they draft a plug and play mm-hmm. guard. I don't see a world where Tyron Smith is your starting left tackle. He's he's not. I mean, me personally, let me just say that then. Me personally, right, right, right. I am not depending on Tyron Smith to be my starter. Right. Um, the Cowboys right. ripped up his contract to, to bring him back on an incentive-laden deal. That shows me that right. they're not really trusting Tyron Smith to be their starter. So, you know, right, maybe right. they'll do a Jason Witten where they're kind of progress stopping, right? Hey, we love you, big, big guy. We're going to let you start here. But I would think it's a mistake to, to rely on Tyron Smith as a starter. That's all. That's typically what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like they, That's a bad I, just, I just don't see. Them. Yeah, um, but we'll see. But it's, it's a new regime, so maybe you know with Mike and a new offensive, uh, I don't know, uh, offensive line coach that will change. But I just don't see a situation where we're gonna look out week one and Tyron Smith is not starting in some capacity. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. But like I said, Boy, I will make tight end. What tight end? If they went with Dalton Kincaid at 26, like like Foot said. You know, I'm not upset about it. I understand it, though I'm not pushing for it. So, you know. Yeah, he's he's on that list of I think is I think we had a couple dozen guys that fall between 26 and 58 that the Cowboys were to right. take. Look, the talent's right. there. The players are good player. They're good players. Now, what's the plan? Right, right. That's my only thing. You take a tight end in round one. What is the plan? Because if it's to be the fourth option for the next couple of years. Yeah, well, I could have just got that tight end yeah. later. That's that's how I'm where I'm at with tight end early. Right. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It all makes it fun. And like I said, we're going to a good situation where we ain't got to press. So we'll see what happens, man. But they're going to consider it. All right, man. Appreciate the call, Tuck. All right, man. Appreciate you. Good stuff from Jay Tuck there, CFO gang. Um, that one a little longer than I thought, so we'll get we'll get one more up in here, then, then we'll head on out. But uh, very interesting thought there. Uh, not viewing guard as a need. Huh. I mean, let's go even deeper. Because he brought up the Eagles and how, you know, you draft and, and those guys are likely playing the next year. Tyron Smith is on a one-year deal. Tyron Smith goes down or Tyron Smith is not returning. Are we, are you saying that, well, let's go as a starting left tackle? I don't, I don't, I just don't see a world where I believe that just yet. Like I got to see more from a let's go. Or are we sliding Tyler back out the left tackle? Now there's a need again at guard. I think 100% the bleaking red light is at guard. I, I, I can't see a world where it's not. Unless Tyron Smith is going to play another three years and he's healthy. But that's not the case. So very interesting take. Very interesting take. All right, we ain't heard from Marv. Danny wanted us to do a, a wellness check on, on Magic City. Marv, what's good, man? What's up, family? I'm listening to you, boy. Hey. Mm. He make a few little good points, but... Oh, yeah, Tuck make good points. Yeah, sure. yeah but uh, Tyler, like you said, when I saw y'all show you in Vodge, on the way he's starting that guard, if they drop the Georgia tackle. <laughs> there's a, there's probably, yeah, Georgia tackle, Paris, uh, Skaronsky. Like, if they were to take those dudes and play them at left tackle, um, I think you could make the argument to slide Tyler into, into guard. And and I'm all for that train, right? But if you don't get a chance to draft a left tackle, right? So now we're going into, and you don't take a plug-and-play guard. I think we're playing with fire. Yeah, you got him. Because I know the UCLA guy came to the camp. So they got the eye on him or the TCU guy. And. Scrantz? Oh, 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 you mean uh, Avila? Yeah, Avila. Scrantz got no Yeah, yeah, Avila. Yeah. And my boy uh, came in camp, who I was talking about, uh, Keanu Reeves. Wisconsin deep tackle. He's the best penetrator. He can penetrate and he stopped the run. 317 pounds. That's a Dan Quinn type guy. I told you. And he loves Wisconsin players. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they, they like construction workers. They going to get in that dirt and work. Now, I like the old Dominion tight end, 6'8". They like him too. It's a lot of tight ends. How you know they like you? Had all the tight ends. You, you had all the tight ends. I was like, man. <laughs> Canuts. Nah, we talking, talking about Coons. Talking about. Yeah, Coons. Coons is like so Coons. interesting, yeah, man. Yeah, Michigan on there. So, Coons. Uh, the Louisville tight end. Uh, Alabama tight end. They, they got him rated 10. Uh, there's so many tight ends you could go with. Yeah. But. If they did draft Myers, I'm like, oh, well, they know what they're doing. But I wouldn't want a tight end. I'd rather go and get that guard. I don't want no halfback. Either my players, it's the guard, the tackle, 
or the DN, the guy from Iowa State or the guy from Georgia. Them the four players I'm waiting for to drop. Out of them four, which one will you pick? Smith, the guy from Iowa State DN, or the or the tackle, or the so, guard? Which one you drop? If them four drop. Barb, you ain't, you, ain't giving, you ain't giving me real descriptive you know options here. Smith, there's a bunch of Smiths. The guard, there's a bunch of guards. The tight end, well, who you gotta give me some names, Mark? Give me some names. You said Will McDonald. I ain't give tell Okay, okay. Smith is the guard. I mean Avila. Avila. Okay. Smith. Smith. Who? Who? who, who? Uh, What's Smith? The, the Georgia D number four. Nolan Smith. Okay, so Nolan Smith, Will McDonald, Smith. Avila. McDonald from uh, Iowa State. Avila, yeah. and then the tackle from Georgia. Either one of them tackle. Broderick? The Georgia tackle. The, uh, the Georgia tackle, y'all did a, a, a view. Yeah, yeah, Broderick Jones. If Broderick Jones is there at 26, I'll I, I run to the podium. I told you, I'm, I'm not, I don't trust Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is not a part of my future. So now I got my left tackle Thanks. with the future, and I slide Tyler Smith in. The, oh, I'm good. I'm set on the left side for the next well, for five years. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There 100%. you go. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Say, okay. Okay. Let's take him away. <laughs> if he ain't there, Avila, Nolan Smith, so, yeah, or the. Uh, McDonald. 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 Which one are you take? Ooh, probably Nolan. You know, I, I'd be the highest rated guy on my board. Yes. Mm. That's what I take through. I take him, and then I get that guard. In the second round, and then that that Wisconsin. The scenario for me would be Smith, the <laughs> guard of Fila, and then uh, my Wisconsin D tackle, and then I drop the half back in the fourth round, and then I get the tight end. Hey, that's man. how. That's the order I'm going. I'm uh, not dropping those tight ends because there's so many tight ends. Nah, but one thing about the Cowboys with tight ends, they go. They'll, get a, they'll find a tight end man you don't know how to liberty that's six five, two fifty five, that know how to block. He might not be a good pass catcher yet, but they train them guys. They known for building tight ends. They known for doing that. Indeed. So I, I'm not I'm not doing no first round pick on a tight end, bro. Me neither, me neither, Maddie. Appreciate you calling in though, brother. Uh we ain't heard from you in a while. You know, Danny was a little worried about you, so it's good it's good to hear from you. No, I was watching the show. I just been chilling. Yeah. I'm like, it's too early. <laughs> you on the West Coast, man? I got up here. Uh, you on the West yeah, Coast? Nah. Yes, sir. But I, I, I hit you today on the boss show. All right, brother. We got two more weeks. All right, brother. Salute. Salute. Hey, uh, hey, where to go, boss? So, boss, <laughs> he's funny, man. Boss Cowboy in the chat. Shout out to my brother. And this is why it's funny because I'm literally saying this in his voice. He said, FYI, if I see tight ends as a topic in the thumbnail, I'm jumping in the show to hate on the idea. Sincerely. Like, I feel you, man. I'm the same way. I, I just, come on, what are we talking about here, man? Tight end around one is, is silly, man. Silly. Uh, let's get to these super chats. And watch it be too. Watch on, on draft day. I'm going to have to do my emotional reaction. <sighs> All right, man. You know, Michael Mayer. Here's here's why it works and yada yada yada. I get over it. I, I do that all the time, man. Look, if I can talk myself into Taco Charlton because I'm a Cowboy fan and, and get over the, the the madness and the disappointment, 
I'll get over Mayor or Kincaid at some point, but that ain't really where I'm trying to go. Uh, Super Chats. Super Chat. Boom, boom, boom. How do we get a Super Chat that late? That's crazy. In, in that show. Uh, shout out to John. Drop one in, and he said, Ferguson, Hendershot, and Koontz. Attorneys at law. It does sound like a law. Uh, whenever they score a touchdown, they play. Touchdown at AT&T. They play the most annoying sound in the world for Dumb and Dumber. Uh, I, look, I like Koontz later on in the draft. I don't like Koontz any earlier than that because the tape didn't match the act, the testing. It was weird, man. He's six seven, crazy athlete on tests, but then the tape, I'm like, how come he's a lumbering guy? But he's long. He got a crazy catch rate. He's good hands, and he could be a red zone threat. So later on, I'm all I'm all for it. Uh, AA Ron drop one. Super chat. He said, I saw a Ferguson hurdle a guy and then truck the next one. I don't think a, a tight end is a need. Come on. Super chat. DJ drop one. Since left guard ain't a need, I say we get a fullback in the first. And that would definitely get us to the Super Bowl. Just kidding. Shout out to J Tup. Coach Lunda Wells. Boss said, it's only one reason I would not cry about tight end at 26. Coach Lunda Wells or Lunda uh, has the best re- track record with tight ends and making them. A beast. Look, I'll say this and that'll be my piece. There, it's really going to be hard for me, like I said, to throw my pen down and be like, what the F? Mayor and Kincaid are good players. So at the end of the day, you are getting a good player. Uh, it, It's going to be hard. I said this so many times. It's going to be hard for the Cowboys to mess it up at 26. Tight end close. You you real close. But if you get if you get your mayors and your and your and your Kincaids of the world, I'd be man, if they took Darnell in the first, I would be a little shocked. But if you get one of those talented guys, what's the plan? Figure out the plan and let's roll. But it's really gonna be hard for them to mess this up, man. You're sitting at a, a really good spot in the draft. Uh your team is not, besides guard, is not really pressing for any one specific position. And if you miss out on that position in round one, you can go back and get that position in, in, in round two or three. So it's kind of where I'm at with it, man. Really good stuff today. I appreciate y'all for uh, coming through. Shout out to the bomb squad. Do me a favor though. Hit that like button. If you enjoyed it. Also, man, there's, there's a ton of the creators. Like I said, I've been in here. Jay tuck boss, cowboy foots came through. Uh, we gave our flowers to uh law nation. Make sure y'all go out and support all of them. Uh, after this show, a lot of them are going to be dropping videos a day or doing live shows a day. You might have um, almost said the first word, the final word later on tonight. So make sure you check that out. They've been doing fantastic draft coverage uh, this offseason. So make sure you support them. Later, no VOT show. Well, not, there is no VOT show today. Sorry, y'all, on the volume. But Mo will be back on A to Z Sports Primetime. So make sure you check out my guy, Mauricio Rodriguez. With that said, man, hit up a to z sports dallas.com where we'll continue to pump out all the articles that we can. Uh and, and keep rocking with your boy. All right. Follow me on Twitter, ask I walk still is scrolling right down there. And let me hit this button. I was looking at Brenton. Uh Professor O. I was actually gonna ask ask Foots about him, but I decided to go Wiley and uh Kunt Koontz. Keep wanting to say Canucks. 
because of what happened on Vodka Show. All right, man. Good stuff. Love y'all to death, man. I'll see y'all tomorrow.